Welcome to the Product Podcast by Product School. Here's a preview of today's talk. The biggest thing, and I'd say like the biggest takeaway from this entire thing, especially if if you're an analyst today and, and really interested in product management, is figuring out what can I do in my current job that resembles product management. Um, because at the end of the day, when you're moving into product management, well, pro- first off, product management is an interesting space because typically a person doesn't join you know, straight out of college or straight out of school into product. Um, usually they've come from some other type of background. So uh, you want to understand what like, that background is, but, the, but the, the challenge is that oftentimes when recruiting for product managers, they're looking for previous product experience. So how can I, without having that formal title, show that I've done some of those things? Um, so that's what's super important. Um, and some of the kind of key pieces that I found within my role that resembles uh, product management uh, quite well, um, experimentation. So like designing and actually implementing A-B tests, that's a huge part of product management. Um, it's something that, as an analyst, you can really kind of own. In this podcast, we teach our listeners valuable lessons about product management and transform them into thinking like a product manager. We teach product management, coding, data analytics, and blockchain in 14 campuses worldwide, including San Francisco, New York, and Seattle. You can find more information at productschool.com. Join our Slack community of 25,000 professionals to network and stay tuned for our upcoming events. Thanks, guys. Uh, so as you guys know, today's topic's about transitioning from analytics to product. Uh, we'll have a background about myself, primarily about my background at Amazon. Um, I can also talk a little bit about what I'm currently doing. The majority of today's focus will be about transitioning into product management. So going from being an analyst or being involved with analytics, and how do you, get, how do you take that next step to actually go into product management? And then at the end, I'll talk briefly about um, kind of my role as a product manager, but again, not the majority of the focus. So as you can see, I'm currently a senior product manager at WeWork. Um, I just recently started there actually uh, about a month ago moved to New York City for the role, and um, focused within a technology team there uh, called the Real Estate and Development Technology Team. So uh, WeWork's obviously a co-working space uh, company focused on uh, lease negotiations and trying to source and discover new uh, real estate properties. Uh, so my focus is really, uh, the best way to put it is like, for commercial real estate, it's like street easy. Uh, basically developing an app uh, for commercial real estate, discovery and sourcing of properties. So how do we scale that a lot faster? In terms of what I was doing prior to WeWork, uh, so obviously I was at Amazon for five years um, in a number of different roles there. So I actually started as a business analyst within North American sales. And that was really focused on working with sales teams to understand how can we recruit more third-party uh, sellers onto our platform. Uh, onto the third-party marketplace for Amazon, and how do we streamline that process? So working a lot with sales managers there. Uh, I then went into Amazon Video and was in an interesting role there uh, as an analytics program manager, and I'll spend quite a bit of time talking about that uh, role because that's really where I started to get uh, super interested in product management and actually eventually made that transition into product. And then I'll spend some time talking about 
my most recent role at Amazon, which was a product manager within Last Mile Technology. Uh, so there I was focused on launching a new program for Last Mile. So Last Mile is essentially the process in the supply chain where typically UPS or FedEx delivers your package. Uh, Amazon was entering that market. It was focused on building a product for companies that would, under the Amazon brand, deliver packages uh, for us. So again, my, my presentation will be more focused on analytics from my perspective and my experience at Amazon, um, but I'll try and make it as holistic as possible for a broad range. So what does a business analyst at Amazon do? Um, so it's pretty similar to some of the other tech companies from what I've heard, at least some of the bigger tech companies. It's really focused on first identifying what are the key success metrics uh, for your business. So one of the biggest initiatives that I worked on was at Amazon, they call it a WBR or MBR, like a weekly business review, monthly business review. So thinking about our business as a whole and trying to understand what are the key goals that we're trying to meet and how are we doing against those? So are we meeting those goals? Are we exceeding them? Where are the areas of opportunity? Um, and as a business analyst, you'd be really the one responsible for building that deck, but then also providing recommendations or trends uh, on that data. So were there any insights week over week that you could identify that might tell you that uh, we should be entering a new market or entering uh, a new product line? So things uh, of that nature, identifying those trends and then trying to uh, build off of that, that was a really uh, key part of that. Within my role specifically, since I was working with sales teams, I partnered a lot with different sales managers across uh, the different verticals at Amazon. So since I was working with third-party marketplace, there's all these verticals like apparel, soft lines, hard lines, different types of retail organizations. Uh, so I'd work with those sales managers and understanding, okay, where, like, where do we have our largest concentration of sellers on Amazon? So in apparel, are we capturing you know, the top 50% of sellers? If so, then the market's uh, a lot more saturated. We have to find some of the more smaller companies that are entering the market. Um, in some of the other areas, it was just about creating a brand name for Amazon. You might not think about Amazon as a place to shop for like fashion. So for those types of sellers, it was about, okay, can we get one or two of the big sellers on our platform um, and having a lot of those discussions with them. Uh, so then this led to my first kind of change at Amazon. It was uh, very focused on sales side, and I wanted to go to a more customer-facing product. Uh, so that's when I actually made the switch into Amazon Video, and I did so, number one, because it's a more customer-facing uh, product, but then number two, I wanted to get uh, even more technical from an analytical standpoint, um, and that, that was getting into uh, what I was doing in, in video, which was you know, Tableau dashboard building, um, actual coding in, in SQL, and trying to uh, build data tables, doing part of the business intelligence side, as well as kind of the product analytics side of saying, here's what's actually happening in the data and here are the recommendations. I wanted to really get a more end-to-end -end, uh, uh, position within that. And then after about a year where I was on that first team, I would kind of peaked in terms of that learning curve. And I, I usually find that that's the opportunity where switching either roles, companies, you know, even sometimes teams uh, can be, that's kind of the natural time where I kind of try and uh, make that change, and, and I felt like I was kind of stagnating at that point, so that's where I wanted to make that change into uh, Amazon Video. So then, as I talked about, within Amazon Video, I actually had a few different roles within there. So first was uh, within the X-Ray for Amazon Video product. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's basically a product where if you're watching a video in playback, you can see actor, trivia, character information. And 
uh, the best example is like you're watching like season two of Game of Thrones and you're like, who's that character again? Like I haven't watched that in a while. It's like, oh, you see that? Like, oh, okay, and now I remember. Or, or if you're watching, you know, uh, a Tom Hanks movie, you can say like, oh, I've, these are all the other movies that he's in. So but the biggest thing from a product analytics standpoint here was trying to understand how can we increase usage and engagement of the X-Ray product and how does that correlate with overall usage for Amazon Video, the app itself. I then transitioned within Amazon, within Amazon Video to more looking at mobile devices in general. So that's thinking about how do people engage with the mobile app for Amazon Video differently than a living room device or a smart TV or on the web. So some of the interesting um, problems we were trying to look at is like, okay, do people use their mobile app like what time of day do people use their mobile app? What type of content do they watch mobile app on? Like is it shorter content? Is it things like trailers? Um, and then how can we build product features around that based on that? Um, and then eventually that kind of grew into just product analytics as a whole than Amazon Video, um, which was building on top of that. So that's really where I discovered product management and really started interacting directly with product managers for the first time. At that point, that's, uh, that was really the first taste of product management that I got because working directly with them, I started to get a lot of the questions that they were interfacing. In my conversations interfacing with them, that's when I started understanding a lot more about what they're looking for um, and kind of how my role relates to that. But I didn't, at that point, didn't really know yet whether I was uh, interested in product management. I just was starting to become aware of it. Um, so that's where I really wanted to learn more about it. Like, what is product management? What does that um, entail? Obviously, it, it means a lot of different things depending on the company you're at, depending at Amazon, it, it varied a lot depending on the organization or the team you're on. Um, and I'm happy to share more about that. But I can definitely share about specifically from Amazon video perspective, what that meant. So the first piece was really just seeking out people to talk to. And I think that's really one of the most important things. It's like, when you're not really sure about, okay, what are the key aspects in the day-to-day -day job for a product manager? What are the types of questions that you would ask, right? Um, so that's gonna be kind of the next focus of uh, the presentation. So it's like, who, who are you speaking to, right? So not only product managers for their insights on what, uh, what product management is to them, but I also wanted to talk to uh, leadership. So the good thing about leadership is they can kind of give you that bird's eye view of things. Um, so they're not only thinking about product management, but they're thinking about, okay, how, does, how do we think about the engineering piece? How do we think about the design piece? How do we think about how all of this fits into, from a PR perspective, how we brand a product and, and go to Amazon? So from like a marketing perspective. Um, I also wanted to talk to current analysts. So it's like, okay, you've been an analyst for four or five, maybe even longer years. Are you interested in transitioning? Have you thought about transitioning? Why or why haven't you done that? Um, and then also former analysts to kind of see, okay, they were in my place, you know, three, four years ago. They made a change. What, what were the questions they were asking? What were the types of activities they were doing? So I'll first talk about kind of my interactions with product managers. Um, I was very fortunate within the mobile devices team at Amazon Video to have a pretty good relationship with the product managers. Uh, so uh, I used that opportunity to really get some mentorship and guidance. And I would urge all of you, whether you're a current analyst, whether you're a product manager just starting, engaging with as many product managers as possible. That's really the best way that you're gonna get a taste for what, what happens day to day. The challenge that I faced uh, before that was like, I would see product managers 
involvement in the process only through my lens. So as an analyst, they would come to me and say, hey, we want this specific metric for this uh, doc that we're presenting on. Or, uh, hey, we're looking uh, for this specific answer to, you know, our trailers used on mobile devices. And then I would provide a recommendation on that. But I wouldn't really see the end-to-end process of, like, how did they come up with that question? What was the thought process around that? And then what are they doing with that data? And how are they actually executing on that? So that's where those conversations become super useful. Um, and that's really what that second point is uh, talking about. Like, what's your day-to-day like? Um, really figuring out end-to-end what they do. Um, and then kind of figuring out where in that process you can kind of start getting involved in, right? Can you, uh, can you start broadening your involvement with how you work with product managers? In terms of the most valuable skills of a product manager, uh, these are things that oftentimes you can kind of research and, and get a hand on from even just like Google searches. Um, but what I've found most useful in terms of talking with product managers is figuring out like how they actually do that. So for instance, one of the most valuable skills people will talk about is prioritization, right? But for me as, as an analyst, I sometimes wasn't that great at prioritization, right? So being able to talk to a product manager and understanding what are some of the ways that you actually succeed at doing this. So whether that was, hey, I, do, I make to-do lists, I prioritize based on different timelines and set my own deadlines for projects. Like they would give uh, tips on that that I found to be very useful in terms of thinking about how I might uh, be able to make something that I know is a skill of a product manager, uh, a skill of mine, given that I don't have that today. The biggest thing, and I, I'd say like the biggest takeaway from this entire thing, especially if, if you're an analyst today and, and really interested in product management, is figuring out what can I do in my current job that resembles product management. Um, because at the end of the day, when you're moving into product management, well, pro- first off, product management is an interesting space because typically a person doesn't join you know, straight out of college or straight out of school into product. Um, usually they've come from some other type of background. So uh, you want to understand what like, that background is, but, the, but the, the challenge is that oftentimes when recruiting for product managers, they're looking for previous product experience. So how can I, without having that formal title, show that I've done some of those things? Um, and some of the kind of key pieces that I found within my role that resembles uh, product management quite well. Experimentation, so like designing and actually implementing A-B tests, that's a huge part of product management. It's something that as an analyst you can really kind of own. So when I started working with these product managers, they would talk about how they might design a certain experiment and then I would really try and take that part over. I'd be like, okay, let me take this piece of actually designing, implementing this, providing the recommendations and obviously working very closely with them but really trying to own that piece again end to end. By doing that, one, you're building credibility with the product manager, so then they're going to allow you to kind of have some more of that ownership in the future. But number two, you're showing that you can, by owning that end to end, in the future when you are interviewing for a product manager position, when you are thinking about making that switch, you can um, speak to that entire process. Again, the biggest challenge I've found is analysts getting very stuck in their in what kind of defines their role and not thinking more broadly about it it's not about hey uh my goal like my job is to execute on this experiment and then give a recommendation to a product manager it's like why are they asking for that how can i contribute 
that and then for these recommendations, if they're asking me for a certain takeaway, can I provide additional insights that, that they may not have even thought of? Um, so those are some of the things you want to think about. If you have enjoyed the episode so far, check out our upcoming live events at productschool.com slash events. Use the promo code PRODUCTPODCAST in all caps to get a free ticket to the next event in your city. The other thing that um, I would touch on is kind of the user research. So I don't talk a lot about my interactions with design, but it's actually a, a really key stakeholder in, in the whole piece of product management, right? So you've got the intersection of basically business, engineering, and design, right? So from a design piece, it's not just how an app or whatever product you're building looks like, but it's also about what's the, what's the feedback loop you're using to be able to prioritize what you're building. And that was one of the things within an analyst role you don't really get a ton of exposure to, but you can really insert yourself in terms of going in, like when, a good example is when I was talking with some of the product managers that they wanted to do a user study to evaluate different groups of people watching content on Amazon video across different devices. So just going in uh, and going into that room with them, like watching people interact with our app, seeing some of that uh, process, seeing how uh, our research designers frames the, frame those questions to r- remove biases. All of those things are very analytical, so they uh, tend to click with uh, analysts in general, but it's also, again, uh, thinking about that end-to-end process of what, how a product manager is uh, operating and being able to insert yourself in more of that process. And yeah, that's the key thing, right? It's like when you're, as an analyst, interested in product management, you want to think about how can I set myself up for success, not just now, but in one year or two years time when I'm going to be applying, right? So it's, it's not just like focusing on the things that you're already good at, but it's also like, what are the things that people are going to challenge me on? What are the things that people are going to want to see from a product manager in the future? How can I get really good at that? Uh, my, my strategy was really trying to focus you know, basically 30% of my time around stuff that's really at least somewhat related to product management. That way, hey, I've, I've got my, I'm focusing on kind of the analytical part, 60, 70%, but then I'm also focusing on product at least, you know, a third of my time. I've kind of talked a little bit about this piece, but kind of what are some of the questions you're asking? Um, again, the end-to-end view of a problem, right? Uh, so, a typical, time, a typical thing would be a product manager would come to me and say like, okay, I, I'm looking for this metric. And my initial question is, why this metric, right? Like, what are you trying to get out of that? And as, as soon as you start poking uh, around the why, you start to understand like, maybe there's a different metric you actually want. For example, um, a product manager might come to me and say, um, I want to know all x-ray users on iOS. And then I might say, why are you looking for that? And they're like, I'm trying to understand uh, you know, usage as a whole on mobile versus uh, other platforms. So it's like, okay, so really the metric you're looking for um, is like maybe we can think about this as a funnel. We should think about how many customers enter our iOS app, how many customers are active in general, and then how many are active on the X-ray feature. So thinking about it in a different way. I mean, that's where you can contribute as an analyst, um, but also um, partner with the product leader so that 
uh, number one, you're providing a stronger, um, a stronger data point for them to use, but you're also uh, poking holes into the, the why and the origin of what they're trying to get to. Um, and I think that's super important as you become, like eventually when you become a PM, that's the biggest thing, right? Um, oftentimes, it's not just about what data point you're getting, it's about are you getting the right data point um, to answer the question. And that's really what I, what I mean in terms of challenging PMs with suggestions of your own. Um, and it's really, an, it's something that you only develop um, as you start to question kind of what you're getting at. And, um, you know, there's certain cases where they're like, hey, we, the answer would be, hey, we want this metric for a specific doc that we're presenting to leadership. And then you're not going to get a lot of push there. Sometimes when you say that, it's going to be, um, well, this is what I'm kind of thinking. And then it's like, okay. I can really provide a better example of what we should be doing, and that's where you can uh, provide the most value. The second question goes into closer to how you think as an analyst in general, like what are the success metrics that you are eventually measuring against, and what are the goals of your business? So as an analyst, oftentimes you're doing a lot of this uh, overall reporting, right? So you know, you understand the business end-to-end. You understand very well about how to measure things um, in a very analytical fashion. Um, so when you're making those, when you're having those conversations with product leaders, those are the types of things that you should be uh, questioning them on. Like, okay, you want to build this product feature. How are you measuring success? Are you measuring success based on customer adoption? Are you measuring success based on the time that they spend within the app? Are you measuring success uh, of just being able to move customers from being active to being repeat customers or that stickiness. So like, how are you actually measuring that? Um, I think that's a a super important point that uh, you should challenge product managers on and it'll also help you understand how they think about the problem. So for current analysts, um, I think there's a couple of things that you can really ask them about, right? What are they excited about? So the purpose of this question is really to get a sentiment piece. Have they thought about changing their role? Why or why not? So potentially they were from a different background moved into an analyst. Uh, a lot of analysts at Amazon had started off in a lot more technical role, like a business intelligence engineer, and then moved into uh, an analyst role. A lot of them uh, might go vice versa. A lot of them may be interested in moving into program or product. Understanding that sentiment about their current uh, position would also help you as an analyst when you're thinking about transitioning. Like, is this the right fit? Is this something that I would actually be interested in, or is this something that's you know not as interesting to me? Um, so th- I think that's super important for uh, the current analyst. Um, and then the former analyst is is your ideal, right? Can you find someone that was previously in your position and has now moved into product management? Um, because then you're getting from you're getting firsthand experience on what you're trying to do. Um, and this is where you can really get, you can get basically the answers to all the questions you're unsure about, right? Why did they transition out? Um, what, uh, what prompted them to? Is it the same reason that you're kind of thinking about? Is it a different reason? Um, are there any parallels that you can draw from that? Um, that's gonna be uh, your best way of kind of evaluating for yourself, is this kind of the right thing? What appealed to them about product management? Um, as I mentioned before, product management can vary quite a bit. Was it about getting very technical and working with engineering teams? Was it about taking the analytical process and just extending it to, 
to be thinking about more from a customer perspective and being able to actually drive product features. Some of the product managers at Amazon are more kind of vendor managers, right? They're more focused on uh, on the retail side. Was it was that what prompted them to move into that side? Um, so really trying to understand again their thoughts and get their perspective on why they made the switch should then hopefully help you understand if it's right for you. Last question, what's the biggest difference between being an analyst and a PM? I found that the answer to this varies depending on who you ask. Depending on what that answer is, that could uh, potentially sway kind of your thoughts on, on it, right? Some of, the, some of the answers to this question, right? A lot of people will talk about the ownership in terms of like a product launch, right? As an analyst, you might be helping with all of the key data that supports a product decision and then you ultimately roll out this feature and everyone uh, loves it, right? And you're like, hey, I provided all of that data. I was kind of critical to that, right? But you might not look at the flip side of if that feature doesn't get a lot of adoption. As, as an analyst, you basically provided data that supported it, so your job was pretty much done. But as a product manager, uh, you're going to get, uh, you're going to bear a lot of that ownership of, hey, this product didn't succeed for X, Y, Z. Um, so you, you want to think about it from their lens as well. And are you comfortable with being able to take some of that? It's kind of like a high risk, high reward uh, situation versus an analyst. In terms of thinking about the decision making process, I also try and figure out, okay, I'm not just talking to you, but who else should I be thinking about? So again, mentorship guidance is super important. So trying to figure out who else I should be talking to, and then understanding uh, from a sentiment perspective, like how they actually felt about their decision. There were some product managers who um, were like, yeah, I used to be analysts, like now, you know, I don't really love this job for, you know, because I don't get to do what I was really good at. I was really good at um, finding trends and providing recommendations, and now I'm really focused more on you know a lot more meetings. I'm thinking about problems at a lot higher level um, than you know is really my forte. Um, understanding that will give you that guidance of okay, I'm making the right decision or am I not making the right decision? Because while this is about transitioning from analytics to product, there are going to be some people through these conversations that kind of understand or kind of get a sense of hey, this might not be the right transition for me. Um, and you want to get that before you move in so that you're not put in a position that you're not comfortable with. I really talked about kind of the purpose of why you'd ask this. Understanding firsthand feedback is the best way to really get a sense of whether you're making the right decision. The sentiment feeling also helps you uh, get backing on your claim of, okay, this is what I want to do. And then it just gives you general knowledge about who to speak to, the different problems that you've thought through, but it also helps you understand like what haven't I thought about. Some of, the, some of these conversations I had with product managers, they shared stuff that I hadn't even thought about previously and some of it was like in, in a good way, some of it was also like, okay, do, do I really want to transition now based on um, kind of what they mentioned? Like it, it gives you, it just makes you think for a second, okay, um, this is, is this really what I want to do? I need to kind of uh, get some more validation uh, around some of these questions. So I think it, it's always helpful to, again, get as much feedback as possible. Um, and being an analyst, being someone who's analytical, um, typically the way uh, we make decisions is very analytical in nature. Um, so that's kind of part of that process as well. So at this point, you're basically trying to figure out, okay, I'm interested in product management. 
Like, how do I actually make the transition, right? Um, and it can really be different across different companies. Um, I can really share the piece from Amazon perspective. One of the biggest things that I found really useful at Amazon was to have product managers invite me to any meetings where decisions were being made. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, at Amazon, the formal process was typically that you'd, you'd write um, a document and you'd go into a room. It, it's kind of an awkward thing at first, but basically you, you go into a room, everyone has a document, they just read that document for like the first 15, 20 minutes, um, and then you discuss. So it's not like a PowerPoint presentation or anything like that. The idea is that everyone's kind of on the same page once you start a discussion and everyone has an understanding, um, but it also is kind of awkward the first time. But given that being in those types of meetings where decisions are being made or uh, things are being talked, things that are product related are being talked about is super valuable for you as an analyst. So the first time um, you know, I go to that meeting, that's where I really understood like, okay, they're using these metrics to evaluate whether they should make this decision or this decision. Um, they start talking about trade-off decisions of, hey, if we want to you know, enter this new market for Amazon Video, do we want to do that in 2017? Do we want to do that in 2018? Um, what are the risks and trade-offs involved in that? Do we want to build on Android first and then maybe come on to iOS later? Um, thinking about problems like this, where as an analyst, you're really just thinking about, okay, um, what's the adoption rate? Like, how many more customers uh, may we get? Um, those data points are valuable, um, but you're not necessarily thinking about it um, with the same type of lens. And I think that's where some of these meetings are super important. It also gives you, it just it gives you a seat in the room when uh, people are making decisions um, and, and having those types of discussions. And that helps you in the future when you're thinking about how you conduct your analysis. So if I'm building a Tableau dashboard or I'm building um, a report that's going to go to leadership, I'm no longer thinking about it just from a lens of, okay, this is the, the few data points I was being asked to do. It's like, okay, when this is presented, they're going to talk about this in this context. So I should also think about splitting the data in this way, or I should think about, oh, what are some comparable markets or how I should, how I should break down this uh, deep dive. So it gives you that context that can actually make you a lot better even just at your job. So I definitely recommend that piece. One really awesome thing to do is to try and become basically a PM of your team. This was kind of a unique experience for me, but on my data team, it was essentially my manager and myself. So I was very clear with my manager, I'm really interested in product management. I want to really get an understanding of what they do day to day and actually implement that in my own role. Um, so then I was finding elements of product management to actually just insert directly into my role. So it wasn't just kind of the user research, the experimentation I talked about, but then actually uh, determining the roadmap of items that our team should work on. So I started to do that piece, right? So road mapping is it, and you know, building stories, building out sprints, that's a huge piece of what product management is. So being able to do that even as an analyst um, gives you that opportunity to start doing stuff as like a product leader. So again, that's a unique situation where you know, I have a good relationship with my manager, I, I bring that up, but I, I definitely encourage people to think about how they can basically become product managers within their team. Any type of uh, visibility or transparency with your manager uh, can be super uh, useful, especially at, at larger companies. Um, I've found that oftentimes, if you can show credibility within your role, they're often going to let you 
take on responsibilities in other roles as well. So be clear with your manager about what you want, but go through that process of asking those questions, of getting some of that mentorship to know what you do want, and then have honest conversations with your manager about it. And they can provide you with opportunities that potentially you wouldn't otherwise get. The first like one and a half years when I was an analyst for Amazon Videos doing really strictly analyst stuff, I had a, a conversation with my manager. I'm really interested in, in product management. Um, and he basically let me operate under a product manager for three months. Uh, so was still technically my manager, but essentially was doing all work associated with a product leader. Um, so that's a really cool opportunity that never would have happened if I wasn't transparent about it. Um, and, and being able to see, being able to report essentially to a product manager um, allowed me to really see a lot more about the day-to-day -day again of what product management was and gave me the tools to, to kind of validate, okay, this is the right decision that I want to take. So yeah, actually making the switch. So again, I can speak to it more from the context of a larger company, but it's definitely, I've found in terms of breaking into product management, uh, easier to make that switch internally rather than externally. So what I mean by that is I don't think as an analyst for, you know, three, four years, I would have been able to make that sell as a product manager externally to other companies as easily as I can make that sell internally at Amazon, basically saying, hey, I've built this credibility uh, in, you know, over this amount of time. I've had some product experience and you can actually talk to those people in this company that can vouch for me having this type of experience and then be able to transition into an uh, actual product manager at that company. But then once you get that product manager experience, once you get that title, it really is super valuable. Um, and then that's where you can really leverage that into a different company. Um, so especially for those of you at large companies, I would definitely encourage you, if you are thinking about making that switch into product management, think about how you can do that internally first. Um, even if maybe you know this team or this organization that you're in currently isn't a great fit or you're not super interested in that, really think about how you can break into product, you know, maybe at, at a different team, but at the same company, and then uh, leveraging that uh, externally. Like finding good mentors is, is a huge thing. Um, like I mentioned, when I was transparent with my manager, spoke with a lot of these product managers from my team, um, they were willing to basically manage me for like three months, give me all of the tools that I needed. And then when I was actually on the internal loop to become a product manager for Last Mile Technology, the, my new hiring manager contacted you know, all of those people and they were able to vouch for the type of work that I've done. So it does really make a big difference. For those of you at smaller companies, I would also still urge you to think about, think about it in that way as well. I mean, if you're at a smaller company, honestly, you're gonna be wearing multiple hats anyway. You're probably gonna be doing a lot of product management in your day-to-day -day job. So maybe it's not you know, building that formal title, but it's about how do I start dividing my, if, if I think of my work as like 100% a utilization, how can I start making that 30, 40% product management, mentally at least? Yeah, uh, again, kind of a big takeaway, just trying to get uh, as much experience with product management in your current role as possible, because it really is true that when you are interviewing, as much as you can try and sell others on your experience, they really are, if you don't have that title, looking for what you actually did. So understanding what product management is, what a typical product management product manager does, and how your role basically mirrors that or doesn't mirror it 
is huge because even if you do 50% of the, the same things, it's also valuable to know, okay, 50% is different. Here's what the gap is. And I can speak to that in an interview because you know, when I was transitioning, even at Amazon, the biggest questions were like, what are the biggest, what do you think are the biggest skills of a product manager? If I listed those skills, it's like, okay, so why, like, how are you best equipped to handle those? Or are those strengths of yours? Or uh, how would you address some of those things? As an analyst, one of the biggest things you can, you can really highlight is under, because you're analytical, you can highlight your understanding of success metrics around thinking about a problem, uh, kind of ideation to actually how you would measure it. Um, that's where like, your analytical background will be super useful in product management. So always think in that lens. It's, it'll be super helpful when you're interviewing. Uh, another thing that I found really useful is like try to find a product manager position that's at least somewhat analytical in nature. So uh, when I made that first transition into product management uh, within Last Mile, I found a product where uh, we were, it, w- it was a product manager position focused you know, with an engineering team building features uh, within, uh, within Last Mile, within um, logistics, but the product that I was building, a performance management tool, was focused on metrics and insights that we provide company owners for them to understand how their drivers are doing, how their business is operating. So naturally, I'm thinking in an analytical lens of like, okay, what types of metrics, what types of insights, these things that I'm very comfortable with, but then also being able to apply myself in new ways of working with design, working on, with engineering on how we actually you know, roll out a feature. So you don't wanna jump all the way in the deep end, you wanna find a nice blend, and that'll also help you in the interview process naturally. Overall, the key takeaways, you know, talk to lots of people, get feedback on the way you're thinking about this, make sure that it is the right decision. And the only way you can do that is by asking a lot of questions and talking with a bunch of people. Um, asking why is huge. Um, whenever you get those types of requests as an analyst, why are you asking me this? Why are we making the decision this way? It, it really makes a difference. Developing relationships, as I mentioned, I would say that the relationships I developed and the mentorship that I got was probably as useful or maybe more useful than actually you know, some of the product management things I did in my analyst role. It was just about being able to, under, even when I wasn't applying myself from a product management lens, it was about, okay, I understand how I would do that if I were a product manager. And it also makes you so much more, more successful when you're transitioning into product management. So it really is uh, invaluable. And then the biggest takeaway is like figure out what you can do in your current job that is product related and make that as much of your day to day as possible. Have those conversations with your managers, have them with mentors, figure out how you can uh, insert yourself into that uh, position and then hopefully you'll be able to make that transition into product. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. If you want to know more about our courses and next courts, visit productschool.com. Stay tuned for the next episode to learn more about the secrets in product management.